Hey everybody, what's going on? Corey Kameda here. A uh, few things I wanted to say just before we get into the episode here. I have a show coming up May 7th in Toronto, Ontario at Annette Studios in the uh, in the chapel space on the main floor. It's, uh, last time I played Toronto, I did two shows, one with uh, Ron Leary and one with uh, my good friend River. And uh, and it was it was a blast. I had so much fun performing there, and uh, and I it was just so nice to see everybody. So I'm hoping to see some some faces out there again. Feel free to contact me for ticket info because um, I'm starting to build the list now, and uh, I just want to get that taken care of before I actually hit the road to go out there. Um, so let me know. We'll have more room than we did last time. You know. So. So I hope to see you all out there. It should be a really good time. Um, what else? Patreon. I got a Patreon going. That is a way that you can support uh, my work these days. Um, whether it be this podcast or music that I'm putting out, it, it's all going to be kind of tied into that brain. So if you feel like uh, helping me out there, you can go to patreon.com slash Thank you to CF Live and Sparky for your continued support. They've been longtime supporters since the beginning of the Got You Covered podcast and continue to support today. So thank you. Um, what else do we got? I don't know. My, my guest today is a very special friend of mine. He, his name is Christopher Bard. He's a uh, young man from Quebec City who's been, I don't know, man. Like this, this guy is just, he's nuts. He's... He does so much on his own, um, and it's just so cool to see. He's pretty much self-produced at this point and still has an openness to, to learn new things and work with other people. I was uh, very fortunate to get to work with Christopher on a song called Angel with Broken Wings. We also had a, a wonderful wife and partner, Andy. She did some vocals on it, and it sounds fucking awesome. Chris has an insane voice. Andy has an insane voice. Um, I can't wait to release this. Me and Christopher basically produced and engineered it together. Um, I did some guitars and stuff on it. I, I can't even remember what we all did on it. And I, I coached uh, Chris through some vocal performances through it. A little bit of uh, lyric tweaking here and there. So it was it was a project for us, a little puzzle project, and and I really enjoyed it. And I. I loved working with Christopher, and I'll actually be doing some shows with him this summer, a couple festivals, so it's, things are good. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling kind of on the upswing here, getting back into it, you know, getting back on the old horse. Very exciting. So with all of that, I hope you enjoy this episode. I, I hope you enjoy uh, my talk with Christopher, and if you do, check out his stuff. He's got a lot of things up on YouTube and his Instagram and and whatever else. Just keep up with this guy, and and because I I truly believe that someone that works as hard as Christopher does is is going to do great things. And he's still so young, so there's so much time to to see what happens with uh, this young man and his efforts and the opportunities that will come from it. So show, show, show Christopher some love. Go to his page. Give it a like. Give a comment or whatever. He's my friend. My buddy. All right? You all take care. Have yourselves a wonderful day, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. 
and uh, we'll we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Hello, everybody. My name is Corey Kameda, and this is my Volume Academy podcast. And with this new series, I have my first guest, my good friend, the very talented Mr. Christopher Bard. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Corey, for having me. I am delighted to have you, <laughs> especially as the first guest. Because at your house. At my house in the... Burbank, stu- California. I, I don't know what to call this. Yeah, we're in California. This is where I live. <clears throat> Um, no, we are in, uh, we are in, is it Charny or Levy? Charny. Charny. They like to call it Levy now, but it's still in my, in my mind. It's Charny. In your heart. In my heart. It's okay. Charny. Okay. So this is, this is on the south side of the river from Quebec City here in Canada. <laughs> and we are in my little studio here, um, where we worked on a song together. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about it. But first, I want to know more about you and how long have you been playing for? Gosh, I started on drums when I was about four years old. Got interested into guitar and singing probably around nine years old when I found out Green. I heard Green Day for the first time. It's been a while. It's been my whole life. Very cool. And you are how old now? 20, 21? 22. 22. Yeah. 22. So you've only been playing for like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I I was born with it, you know, from, from, you know, the first time I heard music, man, it was like, it was everything. It always took first place in my mind. And, you know, I think it's the greatest thing ever to have that as a passion and to be able to, you know, perform and it's, it's the greatest passion and thing ever. And you could say it because you've been, you've been playing music your whole life. So you know about it. I do. I do. I, you know what? Out of all the ups and downs, the, the ups outweigh all the downs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm very thankful to have music in my life because uh, it's brought me so many incredible experiences with life and mm. culture and people and, I've gotten to travel to a lot of different places with music um, and meet people like you. Yeah, well, so, like you. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty neat how how these things happen because like how we met was just at the store, right? Yeah. So I was sitting there playing, trying out every guitar I could <laughs> and pedals, and and I was playing Radiohead and. And you're like, hey, Radiohead. Well, basically, that you came in into the store. It was late at night, and you looked like a musician, of course. And you know, you, yeah, you came dirty. in, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you came in and you started playing guitar and trying different amps. And every time somebody does that at a store, you know, because basically for people I don't know, I work at the Long and McQuaid in Quebec, so right. I sell instruments too. It's all about music, but yeah. So you came in and basically, yeah, you were trying out. And I knew you were amazing by hearing you. I was like, man, that guy is amazing. He's killing it. But at some point, you were kind of you you went back to the store, took killing it on an app, and I was like, "Who's that guy?" And then we started talking. You came towards the counter and started talking with us and everything, and talking about Radiohead and what you were playing. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, man, that, that's when we started being friends. Like you texted me, I think a couple of days later, and you were like, "Well, you're the guy I met at the store." I was like, oh, "I just saw your account. It's great." I was like, "And I saw your stuff," and I was like, "Oh man, wow, wow, so how are you doing?" <laughs> I love it because every time I I move to a new town or something, I um, 
the music store is the first place I go because, I mean, that's probably one of the first places you're going to meet some musicians or find out. Feel like home a bit. Feel at home, and you can kind of get a sense of what's going on, like, because at the store, like, I, I, I befriended as many people as I could, you know, so I'd yeah. be talking to Julian or Xavier or whatever and be like, what is there to do in this fucking town? <laughs> like, what is, what, and, and at, at the time, everybody's like, well, right now, not much, because we were in the middle of the thing. So... I mean, going to music stores, hanging out, and kind of just getting a feel for the area. And, and I mean, I like to meet working musicians, yeah. too, because, I mean, it's usually better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, you, when you care about the Logan McQuaid, you know, you know you're going to meet musicians. Yeah. Because we all are, you know, and because there's a lot of Logan McQuaid's over there in Ontario and everything. All over Canada, yeah. yeah. We're all, you know, some way thousand miles away you know we're still all family you know it's, it's, so you came into a music store even if you just moved here you know it feels like family a bit but still it was hard for you Corey. kind of with the french everywhere oh god in english you were like what are you saying what are you saying what is that <laughs> and the weird thing here in quebec not everybody speaks english that well it's lucky that you met me because because <laughs> i've been singing in english all my life but well let, yeah let's talk about that for a minute because you speak English very well. Thank you. Yeah, like uh, honestly, in and I'm amazed with this with with Andy as well. Like I tell her all the time, like how the fuck did you guys learn to speak English so well? So for you, like I understand that you were singing a lot of songs in English and everything, but where did you actually learn to speak well, it's English? Like, you know, it's, it's like you know when you're a kid, you know you pick up from so many things, you know. But that's where you grow up. That's where you learn. That's where you become, you know yourself somehow and me you know it was all about watching music videos as a kid you know my parents you know loved music my guitar my father's a guitar player and everything mm -hmm. uh, shout out to jeff <laughs> shout out to jeff and my mom danielle who loves music too she's a big fan of you know she got me into all those bands i'm listening to now but yeah she would put on tv for me as a kid you know and putting uh this TV channel they had nah, they, back then was called Music Plus in Quebec. And oh, so, for sure. Yeah. 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 So there was music videos. So the, where I learned English, well, music videos, I learned everything there. There was like uh, bands coming in and interviews and everything. And yeah, I was listening to, you know, English music, bands from the US and everything, or even Canada or Toronto, like Billy Talent was my favorite band ever when I was a kid. But everything I listened to was all in English. So like as I grew up, it was like even during like school. English classes, I was like, that's easy for me because, you know, I've been listening to it for so long and I understood it. I took it. It's really impressive because, I mean, for for me, trying to learn French is is incredibly difficult. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm like, why is this so hard? And I, I mean... It's weird language. It's, it's a little... I mean, well, I mean, I've never learned any other languages, so... Um, yeah. And I just think I, I like I, I'm running out of bandwidth in my brain. Like I I could I can probably sing like sixty different songs off the top of my head right now and know all the lyrics, but I can't do any of it in French. But yeah, it's 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 tough. So I mean, the fact that you were able to pick it up, just kind of soak it in, it's definitely helped you with. Uh, Probably some English songwriting and stuff like that, well, too. Well, the thing in Quebec, we have a pretty strong accent. So, like, it depends how you learn English and everything. But if you get, like, the kind of French accent with the English thing, you can hear it a lot when you sing. 
So that's probably like for me, like listening to um, I don't know, let's say like Green Day. I know it sounds weird, but it was one of the first band I listened to. Like, there's a lot of pronunciation when he talks. You know, he's you know he has his own style, mm -hmm. but that's English. You know, so if you did that with the French accent, it doesn't sound anything like that. So me trying to be Billy Joe Armstrong, yeah, I took from that. So yeah, so some people you know from Quebec get it pretty right, but the accent and everything for you to be able to understand me well, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, it took a lot for me, but it was natural for me. But for some people, it's still hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, even for me trying to learn French, I mean, there's, there's R's and H's that are my, like my tongue is starting to learn how to make these sounds. Cause that's yeah. what it comes down to is like, if you, if you grow up and you just don't pronounce an R that way ever, <laughs> It's yeah. going to be really hard to bring it in. Yeah. It's just your, your tongue muscles aren't actually physically able to do it. I know. So, you know, when someone's trying to learn any language, it's... Think like, I, I like one of my favorite bands, like One OK Rock. He has some songs in English. He speaks Japanese, of course. Amazing mm -hmm. Japanese band. Gotta check it out. One OK Rock. But yeah, when he sings in English, like I think uh, his uh, L becomes R's or something. Uh, like when he sings it, like he says completely different words. So in Japanese, yeah, probably learning English, that's crazy for them because like they got a huge, totally different, you know, pronunciation. Yeah. But, well, and French and and English, they're they're very expressive languages. Like when I hear people speaking French around around here, it's like they're they're just flying, and I can tell when someone's being very passionate. It's hard to tell if they're excited or angry, but like you know, <laughs> like it's it. But you know, like it's a very expressive language. Lots of eyes, and like yeah. you know, like so it's it's a beautiful language. Um, uh, and and when it comes to 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 English, do you like do you prefer to write in English or do you write in French at all or or or, do, or is it just kind of not in your realm right now? I kind of tried. I tried to, to write in in French because here in Quebec they really wanted you to try sure, to get yeah. to know more opportunities and everything. So mm. I tried. I think I was probably fourteen. I write like a song in French. Mm -hmm. It was bad. It was horrible. What was uh, bad about it? <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, the song was cheesy. It was it didn't work, but you know, it was like then I I did like a a French version of an English song I had, and we put all French things, and we were trying to push it out a bit, and then we listened to it. And it was like we cannot put that out. This sounds it doesn't sound great. All going back to that natural thing, um, you know, English for me. That's what I've been listening to my whole life for music. You know, mm -hmm. even like these days, like YouTube and everything. I don't really watch anything like you know, Quebec are speaking French or anything. It's all things from the U.S. or like over Ontario stuff. So it's all in English. So yeah, trying to write in French didn't end up well. You know, it wasn't natural. I think there's some artists out there here in Quebec, like they sound really great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's natural for them. Like for me, like Vulgar Machin, like they're my favorite, you know, band from Quebec. Okay. Like for them, singing in English would be weird. But like singing in French, that's not that's natural for them, and it sounds great and fits with their musical style that they're playing. You know, everybody got their different you know style and types, and it fits. You know, for me, it just wasn't it. So, do you find it? Um, do you find it easy to express yourself in English? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been hanging out with you a lot lately, <laughs> so like, of course, for me, like speaking English now, it's way more natural. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I I mean more in terms of. Of songwriting, like, do you yeah. find it, do you find it, uh, like, easy to emote as a songwriter and put emotion into your music with yeah. English language? Yeah, 
you not know, necessarily easier than French, but does it? Do you feel like it comes naturally to you? Because I think it does. Again, man, gotta go back to my first bands I listened to, like Linkin Park. You know, Chester putting all that emotion in sounded way better in English, I think, in French. Like for me, trying to write something and put something dark in French mm-hmm. just didn't come out right. You know, it was like still going with influences and everything, you know, the pronunciation and everything and hearing it so many times in my life, it was like it came out natural in English and that was it, basically. But yeah, it's more easier for me to express myself in English. In music, you know, mm-hmm. it's way better, easier that, too. That's pretty cool. I I think I think that's amazing that you're able to do that. I mean, it's I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that just because I think you developed it at a at a young enough age where you're able to actually utilize the language yeah. properly. Like I think if, for me if I was to really actually be able to absorb and speak French, I don't think I could emote properly. I think it would just sound obvious that I am not French. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, whether it's like just the way something is sung in French or or what I would perceive as like a, a, a beautiful phrase in French, like if I was to put it together, it just might not make sense, yeah. you know, but you're able to do it with English. Well, it depends on is... two things, like whether you pick something from it that you love, like a passion, which, you know, there's English, like for me, music. Like, it wasn't English, so I learned it, and I love music, so it fit right in. But for you, like, just going out there, maybe doing classes, I know you tried a bit. Yeah. It's got to be super hard because you got nothing to pick up on. It's like, I just got to learn English and communicate with the people over here. So, like, you know it's a long road ahead of you. Yeah, and but... I'm very impatient, too. <laughs> That's <so>. the thing. <laughs> but still, you know. Yeah. You, someday you'll get used to it. You know, if you, you know, if you ever end up living here a couple of years, you know, you'll pick some some of it you know still there's customers coming at other stores i still you know yeah they barely they speak a bit french but they're you know they came from ontario or U- the u.s you know you'll get it someday you'll hear it so often outside of your house sorry i just hit the mic <laughs> <laughs> chris just hit his face on the mic yeah i just did i just <laughs> no. but yeah but that's the thing like i said you know you'll eventually like probably in a year you'll be like oh i can say like a couple of sentences in french that's crazy yeah you know? and you haven't you know, it's just going to be natural. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm in no rush. Pothole. <laughs> right? No rush. Andy, What's the rush? Me and Andy keeps, keep making fun of you, like, speaking French. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, I, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's not ridiculous. It's just, I don't know. We don't hear that often. Here. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> well, it's certainly a lot more dense here than, say, like, Montreal or yeah. or something like that, right? Like, we're in we're in the heart of. Of, it's all French here, pretty of it. much. Yeah. Okay, so so you're 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 11 or 12 years old, and you start playing guitar or drums, right? Drums. Yeah, I started drums at four. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that I started. You know, first musical instrument I started playing. I'm still playing it. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty good at it. I know it's been many years, but yeah, going around. Nine or ten years old, I discovered Green Day and Nirvana, and I loved Billy Armstrong and Kurt Cobain, and I that's, took a lot from them. That's so, like, so for me, funny because like Green Day was my first band too, and I was probably well, for me it was Billy Talent, but then came Green Day. Yeah. So like it was all frontmans that I was interested in. So I was like, should I take that step? Because behind the drums, you're kind of hidden, you're doing your thing. But it was like 
not everybody wants to be in the spotlight and you know sing in front of people and everything. I was at first I was like, God, should I do it? And then I was and you're like, like, I have to. It was not again, you know. I, I I had to try it, and years went by, and you know, I started getting better at it, and realized that I could sing pretty well. I think, you know. Um, so I was like, okay, well, there you go. I'm gonna try to do both, but then it ended up I'm just doing singing, and <laughs> re- recording my stuff, like, and yeah, I don't, I ha- I have no regrets, but you know, for me, like Green Day was the big thing for me as a kid in Billy Town that changed everything with Nirvana but yeah took from frontmans well it's it's amazing too because I mean we both started out with these bands right like for me it was it was like I, I don't I don't even remember the the first shit I started really learning it was so long ago now but but I remember uh being back home visiting my dad in Sulacout he introduced me to this the uh one of his colleagues' boyfriends, and he uh, he had like a Marshall stack, and I'd never seen a Marshall stack before in my life, only in pictures. Because you got to understand, like Dryden and Sulacote, these are very, very small rural areas. Like yeah. at the time, we barely had a music store, barely. So to see an actual Marshall stack was like amazing. Oh my God! <laughs> and he and he and he showed me a power chord you know with the the three fingers and that and i was like you oh my god like i can play a song just now doing you can that play any green day songs <laughs> yeah and that's what he said he's like you can play any fucking green day song you want doing this and i was like are you kidding me that's that's when it that's when it all changed but when i got into green day this was like this like I was I was like kind of catching on the tail end of like the Nimrod album and yeah. like Insomniac and and like so like Brain Stew was one of my first songs or Hitching a Ride or whatever. For you, it would have been like the American Idiot era. Yeah, it was around. Well, it, there was a big gap between American Idiot and Twenty First Century Breakdown from him. So I started listening. You know, there was still from American Idiot that was the last record. Then Twenty First Century came out. And I just got into Green Day, and it was amazing. I saw them twice on that tour. It was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's like I got I got there. You know, it's like everybody at some point, you know, they get to know Green Day. It's like for me, it's that record. For me, it's that record. For me, it's American Idiot and Twenty First Century Breakdown. That's little kid, you know, watching Billy Joel on stage, going nuts. Like I want to be, I want to be there. I want to be out there. Up <laughs> yeah. Front. But well, that's great, man. And and then you mentioned Nirvana too. So. I mean, I've like after after we met and I started checking out some of your music and stuff, and and I I, I mean you type you type Christopher Bard into YouTube, you're gonna find a lot of different stuff. You're gonna see a yeah. very very young Christopher Bard, and then you're gonna see what you have up till today, yeah. and the amount of work that you've done in this time period is very substantial. I have a few videos kicking around here and there, whatever, some performances, but like not nothing, not even close. And not a lot of people I know personally or my peers do have that kind of stuff because our generation didn't have so much the tools that you did in the, in the 10 years that you've been kind of been was, doing this. I was lucky, man. Like, again, father was a musician, so he had amps and he let me play those amps when I started playing guitar. So, you know, I got... I got to learn a lot from him, and uh, yeah, I got the tools for it, and you know, I just never took no for an answer, and I always tried different things, and you know, I played a 
a lot of concerts since 2012. I was a kid, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old, being put on stage. I've I've seen this one video of you playing that. Uh, it's like it's a it's a cover that Nirvana does. In the pants, in the pants. Where did you sleep last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw, and it's you, and you're like, you look young. And I'm like, I'm holy, 12. but the, but the voice and, and like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm, and, and I'm looking at you and I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. This is great. And after knowing you for a bit now, I'm like, oh, this is, this is adorable. I love this. But, <laughs> but, but I got like, I'm looking at the people in the video and everybody's like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, because for this voice to be coming out of you, at such a young age and with a lot of conviction, that's that's the good stuff right there. Any fucking kid can pick up a guitar and learn some songs and it's cute. But when you have it's like, oh man, like I can I'm 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 getting a glimpse at this person experiencing music and putting it back out there. And that's really special. So do you feel like when when you were first starting out that like were you were you aware of that were you aware that people were like oh my god like you're really good like like were you aware of your talent well like for me i i, I don't really know i know that you know being able to express myself and get different emotions out through music like through playing guitar singing and playing drums i knew that i was gifted for that cuz i was like you know it's like I've known people my whole life that say, oh, I want to try to play, learn the drums and everything. And yeah, you got to learn it. But for me, it came natural. And I feel like I've been really lucky, you know, to be able to sing and express myself with that. But, you know, <laughs> mentioning that, you know, on that video, I'm 12 years old and starting to discover scream singing. Yeah. So I was like, I was a kid. But the thing is, it's right, easier people, to do when like, you're that I, age. I, I, I hit pu- puberty around that time, so my voice changed a lot through the years. I'm 22 now, so I'm pretty sure I'm not able to do exactly what I did back then, 10 years ago. But still, like I said, you know, I had, I pictured everything in my head. I was able to hear it and was like, yeah, I'm going to try to put it out and sing it. You know, it was hours of practice and trying to channel myself and do it. And yeah, for me, I was like, oh my God, I can do it. I was able to do that voice. I was like, oh gosh. So it's that's exciting, when, that's isn't it? That's when I was like, oh my God, okay. You know, that's when I say, you know, the drumming thing took a bit of a different turn. I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to try singing now a bit more, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Where did you sleep? That was, that was a hard song to cover at first, but... Well, I mean, it's no easy feat. And, I mean, it's like, it's it's Nirvana, man. So, it's like, I mean, we've all seen the Puddle of Mud version of that fucking atrocity. About the girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Whatever your name is, but uh, maybe he was trying to picture it, but couldn't do it. It's not his fault. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, no phones. I, I no, I'm not, I'm not actually putting it down because it keeps ringing in my pocket. I'm like, I'm trying to concentrate here right now. Okay. It's 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 Nirvana's management suing us for mentioning <laughs> them. Well, it's not even a Nirvana song. Yeah, we know what you're doing. Where did you sleep last night? It's a Lead Belly song. That's right. It's not even a Nirvana song. That's right. They did a different version. So that's why it became so popular because Kurt just went at the end of it and yeah, screaming the <laughs> heck out of it. Yeah. Well, it's like he did the same thing with Man Who Sold the World by Bowie, right? That's Bowie. Like when, when he did that, everybody's like, oh, man, what a song. And then somebody's like, did you know it's actually David Bowie's song? And it's like, who? It's like, <laughs> I mean, Bo- but for there was- kids my age. Like, you'd ask anybody who've listened to, like, 
unplugged 94 million times. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a Nirvana song. That's not a Nirvana song, man. It's like, it's David no. Bowie and that's Led Bowie. They did a couple covers on that show, legendary concert. But yeah, it's it's like those people walking around with a Nirvana shirt being, who's Nirvana? It's like, yeah. it's like the shirt. But yeah, it's like, man, there's a lot more coming from that, you know, that you don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I've seen some of your your beginnings and stuff on on YouTube. I've seen some of your videos. You got a lot of stuff up. Um, what has been kind of like your journey? Like what was what? Because it, it seems like very quickly you you were in touch with your talent. Um, your father, I know, is very supportive. I imagine your mom is too. I've never met your mom, but but I, I imagine you have a lot of family support doing what you're doing. Was it just like getting into shows right away, or like what was your what's been your kind of trajectory? Well, you know, at first, you know, when I played drums, it was like I got to get you know. Still, like when I discovered singing and playing guitar at nine ten, like still it was kind of like I'm not sure if I yet I'm going to take that turn. So I started playing with you know bands. I had a band with friends, you know, with my cousin jim who's been with me my whole life playing jim! i love you jim <laughs> brothers for life but yeah um yeah I, I played in a band where i was playing drums i liked it a couple years went by 20 i think 2012 2013 we kind of stopped playing and then i actually had the chance to meet a couple of people who had a studio in quebec and you know it was somebody, a friend of my dad, and they were like, yeah, we know you sing and you play guitar. Do you want to maybe record a cover? And I was into Radiohead at that time, so I, we, I played Creep from Radiohead. <laughs> and the crazy thing is that that's where everything started because at first, I wasn't writing songs. I was playing covers, but I was so young that they, they got me a band. I know the, the, the studio there, they, they knew a couple of musicians, and they got me, into, they got me a band. And I, I, like, I, I have a career, I have a solo career, but like, it wasn't, at first it wasn't my intent. Like, I didn't know. I was like, I just want to play music. And then it was like, yeah, so we're going out there. Like, you know, I had older musicians and everything and I was 13. Mm-hmm. So like, it was like, yeah, this is a solo career. It's Christopher Bart. So I was like, there you go. So then, yeah, I started playing shows um, and recorded a couple of covers from then and then. And I played a lot of schools, high schools Okay. for years, man. Right. Okay. So you're and and I know just from driving around here. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of high schools and stuff around here. There's um so so that probably kept you busy for a bit and and then and then at some point you did warp tour? Yeah, I I think like we got a message from them that were like, "Yeah, we saw your stuff. Do you want to play on our stage on Warp Tour Montreal? It was 2014." That was a big deal for me. Again, I come from Green Day, Blink-182, and like Simple Plan. They all played Warped Tour. It's a big festival. So, yeah, I got to play at like a 30-minute set at Warped Tour. It was a crazy experience, and I was able to do it after that the next year in Toronto. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy experience because it's like, for me, I saw it on music videos and like in videos on YouTube and everything, and then it was like, now you're at Warped Tour. You're there, and you're on stage. It was a crazy experience. But yeah, I'll never forget that, man. It was like, it was a dream of mine, then bucket list thing, and, I went, and then it's done. I, I, I wish I was able to maybe do a full Warped Tour tour, but then they 
shut it out, you know, shut it up. So they don't do Warp Tour anymore. So what year was was that? 2014 for Montreal and Toronto 2015. Holy jeez. So that's really not that long ago. It's kind of... I mean... Seven, seven, eight years ago. Holy shit. So that's kind of a little while. Well, COVID years don't count. <laughs> that's like four... That's like two lifetimes wrapped up in those two years. Yeah. But... You progress to things like doing warp tour and stuff like that, and and ha- have you mostly been functioning here in, in Quebec? Have you done any cross country touring? Or no, I never did. Not yet. No, my thing, you know, really, again, going back to you know, never taking no for an answer, is that I was I was really kind of going. I had I had the chance, like I can say, having my father around. Thank you, Dad Jeff, for always being around. Like he. You know, he was a bit in the music industry, you know, he, he's worked for a lot of amazing companies, instru- musical instrument companies, and he had a lot of, he knew a lot of people, and, you know, I was able, able to get in touch with different a different kind of people, you know, everything, and really the thing is, for me, when I was a kid, like, I didn't write songs at this point, I started writing, like, at 15 or 16, and... Yeah, I just got out and played. So I played schools, I played a couple of festivals, but mostly schools, so, you know, being around people my age and playing concerts, you know, I played around Quebec. I played in Montreal too, for schools and everything. Toronto World Tour was the only show I did in Ontario. Um, right. But yeah, I played everywhere in Quebec for like probably five or six years, and um, yeah, um, that's where you know I learned a lot. And again, you know, I just got a band together and. There was a lot more concerts, I think, you know, in schools and everything, and we had a lot more opportunities. So, right, I played a lot. Like, I th- thank to the schools I went to, like high schools, because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna miss this class. I'm sorry, I'm like, playing gig. <laughs> they were like, wait, well, how? Sorry, you are? teach. Like Got a gig. But you know, like, <laughs> for me, you know, again, the support from my parents, my mom and my dad, you know, they were helping me with my dreams and everything. So I think that's a big part of why I was able to do that, because you know, they were with me and they were supporting me and everything so you know yeah i was able to play the concerts and everything and you know get a band together and they always helped me keep me believing and pushing myself and eventually around those years i started writing and that's where i'm at right now where right okay so um so you started doing most of your writing around 14 15 to now yeah well it was a lot. It changes styles a lot over the years, but yeah, I thirteen, fourteen. I got a song called "Prisoner of Pain." That was my first song out. It was a dark song about a girl I knew that was going through a rough time. But yeah, uh, that was my first single, and I toured that single for like three years. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, milk it's it!" It's just like, "Let's go!" I never put a record out, but that, yeah, I, I put a couple of songs from there and then. But I was mostly into like pop rock back then you know sure yeah, going back to green day sure. it was simple chords and everything nirvana helped a little bit but compared to the writing i'm doing now oh my god yeah so so okay warp tour blah 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 before the pandemic what was kind of in your realm of possibilities what, what were you planning well, the thing is, you know... Or were you writing or were you recording? What were you doing? Well, the, there was a couple of things going on. First off, I was... I hit kind of a weird period for me in 2017. It was kind of a first time I was dealing with a bit of hard stuff and everything for myself. Again, you know, I, I have 
never had problems with my parents, God bless them. But yeah, I was going through a hard time, you know, myself, um, you know, and I was a teen, you know, so I started writing, you know, dark stuff. And I, that's when, you know, I was like, I was able to go into another category of like writing. Cause I was like, Oh, like I'm get, I'm really getting my emotions out now. Cause you know, I was able to express that, you know, dark feeling for the first time in my life. So really what happened before the pandemic, I, we went in a studio with Eric Noel, our, our good friend, and we recorded like five songs. Like we wanted, we, we, we recorded an EP. It was like, yeah, we're going to put it out and we're going to go play. And then COVID hit and it was like, okay, well, <laughs> nope, we're going to sit down for another two COVID years again. Nope. Cause I literally sat down for two years, you know, going through, through things and, you know, writing all that was going out and, you know, it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm ready to play. Let's go. Let's put it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. Holy shit. <laughs> so, okay. You, you wrote and recorded with these guys. Yeah. And is, is that an EP somewhere or, or is this just a collection that got shelved? Or? We got actually a couple of songs out as singles with music videos. It was about, yeah, I'd say, you know, my song Breaking Your Wall, um, Let Me Fly. And we actually did a couple of songs around that time too, uh, was, was Take Me Away, Crazy About You and Die, which are other songs. And we all wanted to put that on an EP or something, but yeah, it didn't work out at the end of the day because then I started writing other stuff that was way different from that, and this is the new stuff I've been putting out since 2020. Right. Okay. So and so within within the COVID years here, because I mean I know from from myself in terms of skill building, so learning more production tech, techniques, uh, learning how to record better you know, all that stuff. It, it, it went way up for me. It's yeah. like, I'd never had the opportunity to ever kind of hone in on these skills. And, and during the pandemic, that's all I, the only time I had was yeah. to, to just do shit like that. Yeah. Things like podcasting and stuff like that, that was never in my realm at all before. And that became a thing and it's continued into now. Like your song, Victorious, right? Is that, kind of one of the newer songs you did um after this this ep that didn't happen or yeah it was um well there was a first couple of batch of songs before that that i wrote during the pandemic which was um it was lullaby fight through the storm and my worst nightmare and creature those four songs that was what the was first... that fucking song i saw a video for it it looks like you're in your bedroom or something and there's like flashing lights and it's like kind of nine inch nailsy. Like, it's uh, my worst nightmare. And we're at, a, you got like a beard, like a big the, beard. <laughs> we're in the woods too. Right. At some point, I think. Right. Oh no, probably. You, okay. Is it during the day? Like, is there a part that it's during the day? I don't know, man. It, it was like, it just looked like it, it, it was like, it, it had like this, I don't know. It was like it kind of had like an electronic beat to it or something, and yeah. then there was a, like a little bit of a scream, and then and I was like, "Is this a guy I met at the store?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, you probably saw. There's two of those. There's one. Yeah, fight. I really liked this, it. The storm, which is like basically me. It's like like I tried to find different concepts for my music videos, but yeah, that song is about you know going through hard times and shit. And, you know, he's going through you know fight through the storm. And, like, literally, I was trying to picture, like, the guy waking up and seeing on the news, like, you know, the shit's going down, you know, and everything. And then he goes out, 
and basically leaves <laughs> trying to sell himself. And then at the end, it's like all in his, in his head. It's like, anyway, I was, I, that was a crazy music video. But the thing is, you probably saw My Worst Nightmare. That was the one where there's a killer in it. And no, it wasn't that. It was like, it was like, it was, I, I, I don't know. Like, I got to pull it up or something because it was just, it looked very, okay, this pandemic's not ending. I've got this song. I'm just going to make a video with it. All I have right now is my phone or my camera. It was like very, like, it was kind of like a one shot. There's like some flashing lights and stuff. It looked like it was filmed in a bedroom. Yeah, you. I'm trying to figure. You gotta pull it out for me right now, because yeah. there's two of those. Like I said, is it in the dark or something? Or is it's it... yeah, it's like very dark. It's very dark. It's like 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 when I first like met you and started talking with you, and then I started. Oh, I know which song you're talking about. Is Leave It Alone? That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that I was... love that. Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> song. For that. Gosh, I forgot about that song. But yeah, I mean, going back to the thing. Like, you know, when did you do that? Me. Well, I I was you know figuring out some different plugins and different like electronic beats and samplers and like drum machines yeah and going to a kid who you know wrote kind of green day songs and then was like yeah there's a sampler and everything and there's like a heavy metal like mesa boogie guitar with full of distortion going in and like no like real drums or anything or real bass like it's all and i'm sc screaming in the song i was experimenting different things but that song is kind of good i, think. I love that song it's, <laughs> it's i love it song. but yeah it was it was a weird experience but yeah it's a trying to you know going to a bit of a dark side and experimenting different music styles uh, yeah nine inch nails like you just yeah like nine inch like, nails kind of a billy eilish kind of like it was like a yeah. mix of like kind of like the the metal elements of what you do and 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 this kind of more contemporary sounds and whatever experimental yeah. kind of thing I really liked it, and it, like the thing I really liked about it a lot too is I'm like I'm like that is not the the dude I just met at the store, the little <laughs> the sweet guy. And I'm like who's like this freak? Like <laughs> no offense, but I'm like I'm like this looks like if I'd never met you before, I'm like this guy like this he looks scary. Try to put I'm something scared of this. Try guy. to put the dark s subject or dark feeling into a song. Yeah. Like that went into there was like, oh yeah, that feels good. Let's just roll with it. You know, it all goes back to the thing of like, you know, experimenting with different thing and different styles. You know, I was, I you know I found myself in the last two years. Yeah. So I was able to like try different things and see what I like, what I don't. And yeah, that was kind of the things where I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this out. You know, the crazy thing, I did actually a whole five song EP of just instrumentals of that type of song electronic song did you? I never put it out I got oh, I gotta everything hear ready it. I put everything out the title everything I had I got it ready and I never put it out I was like people are gonna be like what happened to Chris <laughs> like <laughs> like it's, it's, what is he doing with that sample thing in drum machine he's going crazy but yeah maybe I'll put it out someday well I'd love to hear it because I, I love that <laughs> that vibe and I I love instrumental stuff too I for um for uh a time during the pandemic I was involved in this project called song every week where it was like, you know, 30 yeah. different artists and they would all submit a song. And I did just instrumentals, um, on, on the, on, uh, the second episode of this podcast, I, I played one of the songs at the end of it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm not going to release it. There's nothing like th 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 this is nothing. So I'll just 
put it in at the end of the episode or whatever as like closing music. I'm like, oh, good. It finally has a purpose. Yeah. But um, you're in the pandemic. You're, you're, and I know you, I know you work very hard and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I just got to make some music and I'm going to do it and blah, blah, blah. So, and you did like, you've, you've written so many songs and you haven't really slowed down on that. Uh, when did you start directing your, your own videos? Because I've seen some videos that have a different style. It could just be that someone else was directing them or maybe you were directing them and then you, you learned more, but but you you you're pretty much self-produced in 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 basically every way except you don't have a driver's license. He's been bugging me about it. For years. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm but gonna, you I, could do I, everything I'm, else. I'm getting <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like when I was a kid, again, you know, 13, 14, I wasn't writing songs and everything, and I didn't like it. So I mean, for me, everybody around me, like I I've learned a lot, you know, and eventually I was like. I saw that some people, you know, got their stuff done by by other people. You know, they were singing the songs. Sometimes they wasn't always writing their own songs. And I have a lot of respect for those artists. They're great. But for me, I I didn't, I wasn't able to do it. Like, I don't know if it's just like I'm too precise with things or like I like things a certain way. But I had a vision. I always had a vision. So I was like... When the pandemic hit, you know, because we always had a team for music videos and everything, and they had somebody else directing it and in the studio. No, I was writing my own songs. That's something like before the pandemic that I, you know, doing everything myself, the recordings and everything, like the drums, everything. That took a while for me to do this. But yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I just arrived during the pandemic and I was like, look, nobody, we, we don't have a team right now. It's just me. It's my iPad, my iPhone, and my little little iRig interface, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna stop because of the pandemic. I'm gonna put stuff out, gonna put some songs out, and the advantage I had from that is I was able to, you know, put everything I have in my head. I was doing the editing, the recordings, the mix, everything, and I was able to, you know, for the first time in my life, I was really, really proud of what I put out because it was. You know, it was what I liked, what I had in my head. It was, you know, what I write the songs, you know, like the music video, you know, idea comes up in my head. You were and I'm able like, to, to I'm like, oh, make it come to life that gonna through do your that. own efforts. Like my worst nightmare, that's the song I put out, you know. And I was like, in the music video, I was like, oh, I see woods, I see dark at night. I see, like, it was talk- it's talking about, you know, somebody going, you know, through hard times trying to put you know trying to put like what's going on in my head in the music video so it's like scary things and like you know different nightmares you know for during that period of time you know but it was like we based i was like i see woods i see fire i see like and everything like a fog forest and that's what we did we ended up filming in the backyard of jim's house jim! where there's a couple of uh, you know uh trees and we had a guy who actually had this thing with fire and we were shooting fire in the backyard and we had <laughs> amps, we had fog and I called two of my good friends, Amelie and Melissa, to dance in the music video to put like a dark side into it. So I, at some point at the beginning of the music video, I'm tied up to a tree, like they're tying me up to a tree. <laughs> and then after that, I wake up in the middle of the street and I'm getting chased down by a car. 
by a, the killer with a like a bunny creepy mask. Don't like, spoil the ending. But <laughs> I'm not spoiling the ending. But you know, all that music video, it's like it's all happened. It was like, ah, I'm just gonna do it. Like I had it was with my iPhone, like my iPhone 11, and I did it with iMovie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and you watch it, you don't think about it at first, but you're like, I did everything on there, and it was like, yeah, it was like there's no limits. Let's just do it. Let's just put it out. And we did. And thanks to Jim, thanks to uh, my parents and my good friends that came and helped him. That's amazing, Christopher, because what you're doing is you're just taking it into your own hands and and doing whatever it takes. And, I mean, so many of our heroes have had to do that. I mean, you look at, like, a Dave Grohl, right? I mean, and rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. I mean, but this isn't the first time that Dave has lost an integral part of his life. Hmm. Not just a bandmate, not just, you know, like this is like, this is like part of his life energy. Right. Yeah. And, but when it happened with Kurt, I mean, there was some recovery time there for, for him. And then he was like, no, I have to, I have to fucking do this. I have to continue on with my life. I'm sure the same thing is going to happen once, once he he and the Foo Fighters family yeah. move through this, yeah. like he he will do that. That's just who he is, and that's who you are too. Like it's you're not gonna let a pandemic slow you down. It's if anything, it's just gonna give you more drive. Um, and I see that other people around you see that, but at the end of the day, it's it's you that has to make it well, like, come to life. So you know, it's like it goes back to the pandemic, you know, and. When I went, I was, you know, experiencing dark stuff around my, you know, 18, 17. You know, it's just like, oh, I lost so much time just being sad, just not doing anything. So it's like when COVID hit, it was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to, you know, every minute is precious. Every second of it is like, I'm going to do something useful for my future and, you know, healthy for myself. Yeah. So I started working out more and everything and, uh, you know, putting out more stuff, doing music videos and recordings. You know, I'm like, I'm going to use that time to do something crazy and amazing that I'm really proud of. So then when, you know, eventually we get out of this pandemic, I'll look at my stuff and I'll be like, oh, my God, I did all that. And that's where I'm at kind of right now because we're kind of getting out of it. Yeah. Are you looking like, back in folders I'm and being like, back, oh, yeah, that song. It's like, like. <laughs> I evolved so much and I got into different recording process and writing process and different type of style I, I really like when people ask me what my style of music right now i'm really trying to blend billy eilish and like bring me the horizon like <laughs> it's like a, the heaviest band and then billy who's kind of have a dark side into it yeah so yeah i'm i'm i just went for it and i tried and i think i succeed i'm proud of myself i still hear the song sometimes and i'm like yeah i did good so <laughs> yeah. like, at this point right now like especially like right now i'm really trying to play live now that the covid's getting out but yeah, I just used that time and I was like, yeah, you know, every minute is precious. I'm just going to try to do something. And again, going back to never taking no for an answer, like nothing can stop me at this point, you know. So yeah. and again, you, you said Dave Grohl. Dave did kind of the same thing. And I took from that, too, you know, when yeah, seeing the documentaries, what he did after Kurt died. It's like, well, that's the that's honestly, I mean, our 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 art form and our industry mm-hmm is full of romanticized uh, tragedy. 
Yeah. Right. And and when so you do look at like a Cobain or like a Freddie Mercury or something or these people that lived these very like <clears throat> from the outside, you know, extravagant lives or whatever, but they were in a lot of pain and yeah. were not equipped to deal with their pain properly or you know, they they suffered uh you know, just issues that didn't allow them to experience the the life that they actually probably should have yeah so i mean for you to to take that kind of ideology that that like like dave grohl has or something and just apply it to yourself it's it's one of the 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 best people you can look up to i mean and and to try and just bring it into what you're doing as you figure out yourself, you know, as a young man and a, and and a, and a, a growing artist, it's 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 gonna make you very powerful, mm. even if it's just in your own world, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, I I just I I'm of the belief that if you if you put a lot of the kind of work that you're doing into your life in some way it pays off if, if anything at the end of the day you're just gonna love your life right like you're gonna you're just love gonna look back at it and be like yeah yeah i did that no yeah i mean it's like me like uh you know it's a certain time and period of your life and when it's out there it's out there and it stays there so yeah. you can always go back to it with the internet these days. So like you go back at it and you're like, yeah, my God, 2020? Oh my God, that's just the start of pandemic. We did that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I keep like every time like musicians come to me, like you, you, you got to keep putting stuff out there. And again, you know, put everything on the table and never taking no for an answer and everything, you know, you got to, you know, it's really important to put stuff out there original stuff out there mm -hmm. if you're not able to write just put covers out of you singing but you know you gotta put stuff out there and you know express yourself yeah and you know be proud of yourself you know because we're all musicians we all do the same thing you know we're all big family and do our best to try to make it in the industry and everything but i think at the end of the day the most important thing is just to have fun and you know find yourself be proud of yourself of what you do and love what you do yeah, and I think that's the main goal of it, you know. Well, for me, what it's been for the last few years, you know. Is... I agree. I what of, I remember uh, one time I was I was having a really tough time with music stuff. I was living in Toronto and and um, and I was just very unsure. I was just like, am I like, am I an idiot? <laughs> like, what's like. Am I supposed to be doing this right now? Because like I don't know, like uh, just trying to like kind of foresee the future yeah. and 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 whatever, right? And I was having a really tough time with with uh, with all of it. And um, like uh, a friend of mine who uh, knew or worked for one of the guys I really looked up to, who's uh, Gordy Johnson from Big Sugar. Mm. She actually had reached out to Gordy and said, "Hey, Coco is having." A bit of a rough go like i think he could use a like a chat or something and then i just like one day out of the blue i got a call and, and it's g johnson and i'm like hello oh, you never told and, me that story and he's like hello Corey, and, and i was like oh whoa what's up g 
Because I've met Gordy a couple times. I got to play with him, you know, in a, in a couple situations. Sweet man. And I've just looked up to him forever. And a lot of a lot of the reason I looked up to him was for the things that we're talking about. Just like, just, just always doing it, you know, yeah. and, and doing something unique pretty much all the time. And, and anyway, he had taken the time to give me a shout and just, you know, chat a little bit. And, and one of the things he said to me that really stuck with me, um, he said, you know what? He's like, at the end of the day, you just got to love it because that might be the only thing you get out of it. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, boy. That's a hard one to swallow. But it's true. It's, it's like, so true. It's so true. And and honestly, it's it's actually the only thing that really matters. Like, as long as you, you're loving it, like, like, music allows you to be very present. And, yeah. and in, in the moment... Is that the name of one of your songs? <laughs> it is. Okay. But... I didn't mean that, but 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 honestly though, like like I mean, um I, I think we can uh we can both agree that like it's like it's just one of those things where you can be as present as you ever will be in your entire life in in the in the in 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 the beginning and an end of a song, whether you're performing it or writing it or Sharing it like it's yeah. it's just like it's it's instant. Well, I still meet people like musicians that start and they're like, "Yeah, it, yeah, I'm waiting to get you know. I'm not having a lot of fun right now. Like I, I don't like it. Like when it's going to be fun? It's like you gotta in some way love the process of it, whether it's <coughs> learning you know music or you know trying just different stuff out." Really like what you just told me. I never knew that story. You just told me for the first time, but <laughs> it's really true. Cause like, even like in the music industry, like for me, like, of course, you know, my big dream in my head, I want to make a living out of it. I want to be able to tour and make a record, you know, every, you know, Hey man, years. I love a, I love a paycheck that's, too. Like I if, I, if I could get the pay doing the, that. Yeah. I mean, I, we never know, you know, what's going to happen in the future. Like, I really hope I'll probably get, I really hope to get a record till someday. I don't have one yet. Uh, but I really love to it's still my dream, but you know, it's like for me, especially like during the pandemic, what I realized is like, okay, I'm putting these songs out there. I'm doing everything by myself. You know, I got, you know, a little team helping me when I do music videos and stuff, you know, and I got good friends like you, Corey and, and Andy. And like, it's like, man, like I'm having fun doing this right now, you know, just yeah. doing coming up with something, you know, waking up and having a song in my head, just writing it down, recording it, doing a music video, you know, I got Final Cut with my Mac now and everything and camera and, you know, we get a couple people together, we put it out on YouTube and that for me is the most fun thing ever. Yeah. You know, and that's when I realized like, okay, yeah, I want to make a living out of it, but the most important thing right now, it's like, am I enjoying the process of it? Like, am I enjoying myself right now? Mm -hmm. And I, my mom actually gave me a quote the other day that, you know, if you only think you'll be happy when you get to that goal that you have in your head, well, you'll never be happy. Because, right. like, you got to enjoy... You got the next thing? You got to enjoy the process of it. And that's God, great Mom, advice. that quote, because that helped me that day. But, yeah, I was like, you really got to love the process of it and, you know, live in the moment fully. Yeah. And that's when you'll find happiness. Because yeah. you'll be like, yeah, I have a goal, but I'm already, I'm, I'm already good. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, you keep working for that goal because it's your life. It's what you love. Yeah. And if you get that goal, it's like, holy cow, I, I, I did it. That's like, but you know, you got to concentrate on, you know. Well, it's the difference between having a goal and then having an expectation because an expectation is kind of like, I deserve to have that because yeah. I work so hard. So I expect to to have that result. And that's not a healthy mindset because nope. it's like you're more likely to fall really hard when when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Because it happens, right? Like it's like, ah, that didn't really go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Or I didn't get the result that I wanted. Yeah. But if it if you have the goal and you fulfill the goal, it's like, oh, it's done. I can go on to the next thing. Yeah. And and be and confident be that I'm gonna that I'm that I'm gonna do it because I did the last thing. So I'm going to do the next thing now. And you'll be happy in the process of the second thing. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Enjoy the process of yeah. it. And be it's, in gr- the it's great advice because, because you know what? We, we sacrifice so much uh, for the craft and, and, and displaying the craft because it's, it, it takes, a, takes kind of a vulnerable moment yeah. to, to be open enough to even just make an idea come to life and express it without hesitation just because it's something that you feel and you know what like hope is not a strategy Mm. (laughs) you know it's a gift to be able to have hopes and dreams and stuff like that but they're they're no they're not they're not strategic methods that are actually going to you know make the the work easier the work's Mm. always going to be tough the work gets tougher and then and then the good stuff is the good stuff that never changes but um i don't know where i was going with this but i i think what i'm trying to say is that i i really believe you're on the right track and i think you know it too and i'm really glad that you do because it it takes people like you to to make this machine special you know what i mean so like I, I i i had somebody asking me the other day like writing this stuff yeah i write this stuff for myself like all the songs and everything yeah but i also write it for the people that listen to it basically the fans mm-hmm. of it you know i still you know i got people writing me you know still every day like oh, i heard your song and it's you know, with, you know, social media media these days and everything, you know, in Spotify and Apple Music, like, they're, like, texting me, I'm from Taiwan, I just heard your song. It's like, oh, my God, it's cool, and I love it. <laughs> and, you know, the moment, you know, that they hear the song, you know, and if, and if they're able to relate to it, like, the, the context of it and the feeling that, you know, and it, it somehow heals them, mm-hmm. it makes them feel good for that three minute or lately probably five, six minutes for my new songs. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> For those minutes, like they, they feel good, you know. They feel some sense of, you know, hope, you know, whatever they're going through. Um, it's like I, you know, I write mostly yeah for me, but also like for that moment that that people is gonna have when they listen to it. And I think that's the most important thing in music because music's to heal people, help people, whatever mood you're in. You know, music is always there for you, and I'm just trying to contribute to that. You know matter of it you know just helping people out and getting you know yeah somebody could relate to that and that in turn fulfills you too yeah right so it's it's a it's a healthy drive yeah because uh, you have to have drive uh you have to have a bit of ego because i mean 
there's there's a there's a healthy ego into creating art like you got to have a bit of it because you got to be able to recognize like oh no like i'm 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 good at what i'm doing right now like this song is sounding good like i want to share it you know Mm -hmm. like so but you know i've 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 met very talented people that have had unhealthy drives you know it usually doesn't work out well i've been in that situation before where i'm just like oh my god like i'm 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 really like pushing for the wrong reasons right now. Or like, how did I get into this basement? Like, (laughs) but um, it's, it's all part of the journey, but you're, you're on a really good track. So um, let's, let's talk a bit about, about, because this podcast (laughs) that I'm doing here, this is all revolved around people I've worked with. And we've worked together. That's why you're here. (laughs) So the song that we did was Angels with Broken Wings. I can't even remember how this started. (laughs) Well, after I met you, funny thing is, I knew your wife from when I was a kid from TV. And and I remember you you sent me a picture. Oh, I'm playing concerts with my wife. I'm like, yeah, I I know your wife. Whoa, I didn't know. (laughs) And, you know, the word... Was out in Quebec, it's like yeah. So Andy shout out Ma- to Andy. Andy married the the guy from Toronto or something like that. Met that's the guy walking into my store. It's like oh man, that guy, he's he's so nice, man. I love that guy so much. And we started talking and everything, and you know, hanging out here at your house and Andy around. You know, we were like, we gotta do something together. We gotta do a project all together. And mostly, you know, we were sitting down, I think, here in your basement and just jamming on guitars. And we we're like, yeah, we we gotta do something. And I remember when I just driving home, I was like, I'm going to send Corey that song, uh, Angel with Broken Wings, which I wrote, I think, in the end of 2020. So I sent you that song. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know. I was like, I, and I don't know if he's going to love it because like, I, still, we were pretty new to each other at that time. And I was like, are we going to do something from scratch? Or like, we're going to take, you know, probably something I wrote before and like change it, transform it into something they like. And that's what we ended up doing. And I'm so glad you like you guys like my song. I feel so proud of myself. When you guys wrote me that back and you were like, yeah, we love that song. We could do something. I was like, oh, they love it? Oh, that's so great. Because I look up to you, man, so much. And well, I'm taller. For <laughs> but still, you have a lot of experience, man. And you're an amazing musician and guitar player. Um, I look up to you so much. So when you, you were like, oh, I love that song. And the fact that you were able to, you know, record that song with me and put some parts on top of it and transform it into this crazy cinematic soundtrack movie thing. It's like, I'm so proud, man. Thank you again. Oh Uh, man, it was my pleasure. And, and yeah, like I, I love making music. I, for me, uh, writing songs takes me a very long time, very long time. And, um, like uh, coming up with ideas or whatever and stuff like that's all good. But when it comes to kind of conceptualizing like a lyric or an idea that way, I'm like it, it like, I don't know if it's just cause I don't give a shit. You're about, amazing, man. But, I just heard some of your songs, yeah, but I mean, killing it. Those wait for you guys to hear it, man. Those it's two songs that you Legendary. heard, those songs that you heard are like 10 years old. Like you were 12. <laughs> when I wrote those, I had so, a little voice like this. <laughs> so it's just like it takes me a long time, but my strengths are 
are are acting as a more supportive musician. So yeah. a lot of the work that I've done musically, I've always done shows of my own music or cover shows or whatever. Um, but my strengths were were being hired as like a session or touring guitarist for for different different artists or bands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and even with with Andy, there's been times where like she'll be working on something, she'll be like, "What do you what do you think of these lyrics or whatever?" And I'm just like, uh, "You should change that to that, and that should be changed to that." And when you sing it, maybe do this, whatever. So it's a little bit more of a production role kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm really quick at it, but oh, yeah. fuck, give like make like give me ten hours to come up with the idea that she had or you had or whatever, it's not happening because I'm just like, eh, you know, but I find it more exciting to kind of, I, I look at these things as like puzzles. And like, so when you came over or you sent us a song and, uh, and me and Andy both agreed, Oh yeah, this is like, this is really good. Uh, Christopher has very good instincts as a songwriter and just like, I think the fact that you're a drummer is is very great too because it's just like you have you have a a a a, a sense of dynamics uh, to songwriting that does not come naturally to someone that's just a guitar player or just a singer. Like it's like you have the whole picture in mind well, because it's all it's all together. Yeah, it's just I, like you got the sonic structure completely. The, the drums are there. Yeah. That's the base of the songs. When I record songs normally and I play real drums, I do the drum, even like computer drums, I do all the drums first. Mm-hmm. Bass, guitar, vocals, they all lined up to each other and the heart of it is the drums. Yeah. And that's just like, that's a very powerful... Every guitar pick, every line you're singing, yeah, be in time because... Well, and it's just it, like, I mean, you put like, you put... Uh, a bass in a guitar player's hand it's not as good as a bass player mm. usually like it's like it's very rare that it's like with rock music you can get away with it oh yeah but like when you like you I, it's just and a lot of it has to do with the concept of just like like ha- have a guitar player play with a good drummer mm. and just line up with his kick it's not happening <laughs> It's not fucking happening. Like yeah. it, it can happen. Yeah. But like right at that moment, like the the guy's got guitar brain, so he's like rhythmizing it or whatever, right? So he's not yeah. actually thinking on that side of the rhythm as mm. like a drummer and bass player would. Yeah. But you do, and so I think that's why your songs like just have this kind of grandness to them. They're not small. They're big. In, in. Not because of all the strings and and the layers and this and that. It's the foundation. So I immediately heard that, and and I was like, oh yeah, this can work. This can work. So thanks, Corey. We had no no problem. We 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 got together here in this very room. Yeah. And where it all happened, hours and hours, hours, and many tracks almost blew up my computer. How many tracks was there oh, in the man, end? There's gotta be two hundred in there or something, <laughs> because we basically, you know, we had no rush, so we were just sitting here. Oh yeah, uh, we go play frisbee for a bit. Yeah, and then come back. You learned, and... you, I learned how to play frisbee well. I was like, <laughs> well, I throw it goes right. I don't want it to go straight forward. It's like, sorry, put your thumb there and your index there. Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah, we used. You know, it was basically that. You know. Yeah. In the end of last summer, just going 
you know, basically, like, sitting down here, and you guys don't see it here, but there's a lot of amps and pedals and everything. A lot of blinking lights. And, <laughs> and uh. like, no, you know, we, we tried different things. Like, even that little weird cheap keyboard, we plugged it in and tried different sound, even if it's broken. Like, it made a special sound on it. And I think it's probably in the song somewhere. But we use different things and different tools. And the thing about you is that I usually, like, put my stuff there. Like, I have everything in my head. I just put it down, put it down. Then it sounds nice. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm adding a few layers. That's done. But with you, like, we sat down. And, like, I never sang you know that many times the songs or like heard that much guitar on a song because you like you were adding layer layers and layers and layers and everything but it was like okay where are we going with this and then you're trying different guitars different tunings and adding a capo and capo and different stuff and then it was like you listen to it and you're like oh my god that's crazy it sounds amazing but you know it was hours and hours and days basically putting on different layers and listening to it and then being like <laughs> oh we got to put that on and you saying like yeah, we got to double those vocals, Chris, like four times. Five oh, yeah, times. doubles, triples, like <laughs> triples. We yeah. did everything. And, like, <laughs> it was like, okay. It, it was good, though, because, it was like, worth it. it was oh, like, oh, my God. I, because I got the sense that I was pushing you in a good way. You know, like, I'm, I was like, no, I'm going to fucking push this guy because I know the talent. I've seen the videos and, and everything. And what I'm hearing now is not as. It can be better. So I had fun kind of doing my, I call it my fairy dust guitars, you know, yeah. like where you got like these kind of pan things or whatever, strat textures and, and other shit. We and got everything here. We got an SG, a strat, and a Gretsch guitar. We even used a Gretsch guitar. We used a Gretsch. We used everything. We used everything. And, uh, we used my Moreland guitar. Shout out to Moreland guitars. <laughs> um, yeah, they're amazing. We Of course we used it. Man, that thing is heavy. Yeah, But we, 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 we did all of that. And then we, when it, when it came time to do your vocals, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember sitting there and I was just like, hey, can you do it full voice or whatever? And you're like, I don't know. And then you did. And I was sitting here with the, the headphones and you couldn't see me because you were over there. But I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what a voice. Crazy oh, voice. God, crazy man. voice. And that, but I was, like, I was like, yeah, now we're fucking talking. Now this is like. And I, I never got up there. It, it goes actually to the songs that I wrote after the one we did together. I never pushed myself that much ever. Yeah. I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be weird, pitchy and everything. And I'm going to do it. And then I, you know, kicked but, that door open. Yeah, like, we kicked it oh right open. Because there was one point where you did something and you're like, well, it's good enough. I'm like, well, <laughs> do you want great or do you want good enough and you're, you're like great i'm like well fucking get back over there and sing it so well yeah but still you pushed me but it wasn't a we had to in a good mood you know in a good sense you know and i i love being challenged i i love it you yeah know? and it's it was like you know i was sitting there and giving everything out and you can hear it in the songs you know in the song we'll, we're working on a music video right now but we'll put it out soon in a couple months but yeah it's like you can hear it in the song. Like I'm really pushing it, but at the same time, breaking that door for the notes, it got me into different kind of emotions that I've never experienced before. And I was able to just go at it. And I felt comfortable doing that here, you know, and singing it and 
getting out and I knew that you were going to do the right thing by pushing me and getting me doing those high notes. Well, I, I think it's amazing that we did because I there were certain points too where I'm just like, this guy does so much on his own. He doesn't have to answer to anybody, but he's listening to me. So uh, there's a responsibility there because it's not like I came in here like, I know how to make this better, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm older. I know, blah, blah, like. I didn't like that. None of that shit flies. And I don't employ that kind of attitude at all, but I do know what I know. Mm-hmm. And I know when I'm like, no, this can be better, but it's got to be you that does it, you know? And, and when we came up to ideas and stuff, like I could see gears turning in your head, like mm-hmm. there's resistance, but then there's thinking about it. And then there's just like the trust that we have yeah, is, is what prevails. So like, you'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try it. Yeah. And that's like, hey, yeah, let's try. So, I mean, that all worked out fantastically. And then we ha- we had the privilege of getting Andy's vocal on it too, mm-hmm. which just like, fuck, man. It, that just brought it to, to cloud nine because... Well, at first, we just did the instrumental. We didn't know what's going to happen. And I think <laughs> Andy heard it so much time, so many times, you know, she was like, well, it's not bad. We could do something with it. You know, we could sing on it, you know, because she, for her to feel comfortable singing. Oh, it. yeah. And I mean, she's just a beast when it comes to <sighs> vocals. Like, Andy, you talk about instincts. Like, like she just, like, she, her her vocal instincts are amazing. Well, being in the room while she recorded it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like, oh, my God. I was, <laughs> I remember going back home the next day. I was like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, I can't believe those vocals are on there. I was like saving the project and, and doing copies. I was like, I'm not going to use that ever. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. But, well, it's crazy because you both have incredible voices. Like, 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 I could just put any mic in front of either of you and it's going to sound great. And, and that's like when... Like I got a project with with Andy, the Opera Blue, and there's some stuff that we've been working on. And when I go to do my vocals on those demos, I'm like, <sighs> because with her, you just put this mic right in front of her, and it sounds unreal. And for me, I got to work harder at it. But for her, it's like ama- this, you have amazing voice, you know it. Thank you, but Man. but it's not, it's not that. That's that's what you call like exceptional, you know. Andy is crazy, man. It's crazy. So I was really happy that we were able to get you both on the track and nothing was stepping on each other. No. You know, in terms of performance or quality. Like it was, everything was fucking great. Well, Andy came up with the response thing. You'll hear it in the song eventually, but it's like there's different parts of the song that she added different layers and like back vocals and like kind of the you know my vocals you know kind of her responding to what i'm saying in the song at at the bridge it's like she came up with all of that and it was all those you know days weeks and listening to the song and she started figuring out so when she came in to do the vocal she was like okay we're going to do that 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 i was in front of the computer i was like okay let's go let's do it (laughs) and then you know i mixed it the next oh yeah i was sitting over there my blanket (laughs) (laughs) i will put that video out someday i got to just chill out and i was like sunglasses inside you're like okay now i'm listening (laughs) but yeah it was like she did so many layers it changed the whole song like i never had a female female vocalist on any of my songs ever so like for me that was something different but 
it wasn't any female vocalist. It was Andy. And yeah. Like, not only I've known her for years, but it's like her voice is something else, man. And yeah. It's crazy. I'm so glad we have that recording. Still listening to it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to it every now and then. I'm like, oh yeah, holy shit. <laughs> wow. Um, the song is is done. Yeah. You're you're working on a video, um, and you got shows coming up. Yeah. I hear you got a smoking hot guitar player. I think you know him very well. well Looks I'm, like you. Oh, lot. He owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> Dude, give yourself $20 a year or something. Yeah. No, but I'm the, so glad we have you out. Yeah. Thank you. It's 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 I'm I'm com- I haven't played shows in in, in like 2 th- 2 3 years. I'm like I'm so glad to have you come back with me. Yeah, it's I, I you know what? It's I'm 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 really glad to be a part of it because um as we've talked about before, like getting back into the live thing for me is very difficult right now, but I support you. Um, I mean, I've told Andy too, like, you know, like, like some of these cover gigs, I don't mind doing cover gigs. I've done it for the majority of my life, but I'm just like, you know what? Like I got to ease back into this. I'm like, I'm all fucked up. I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't just jump back into playing live the way I did before. Mm-hmm. There's too many weird breaks that just kind of like may are making it difficult. So, um, but to support you uh, is going to help me get back into working as a musician more. Uh, and 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 so I, you know, thank you. I'm and I'm really looking forward to it. So, so tell the people what what's coming up for shows. Well, right now there's a few shows coming out i mean i can say a couple because like they're gonna come out pretty soon because like there's anyway they're like headlines not coming out yet like their schedule and everything but there's yeah you know we are playing a little gig at fourth of june that's for a good friend of ours that's you know kind of our neighborhood party they're doing but we have a couple of festivals then yeah we have another show um coming out around the end of the summer which is going to be pretty big but i cannot talk about it yet right now okay it's not when everything is out i'm going to put it out it's going to be all on my instagram and everything but yeah for me first time getting out there playing a couple shows in um yeah two three years it's been a while and just like getting back into rehearsals now it's like trying to (laughs) it's like it's not like i'm in my shaking off the cobwebs (sighs) yeah it's like it's like, okay, we got 22, 24 songs in the set list. It's like, okay, here we go. One, two, three. And it's like, okay, you know, the track keeps going. It's like, okay, there's the, ne- the next song is coming. It's like, take a sip of water, going back in. It's like... Yeah, getting you, show ready. Well, yeah. And then, you know, warming up before singing. Very important to all singers out there. I It's not before, true. Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> before singing the <laughs> other day, I, I didn't warm up. And for the third, fourth song, I was like, oh, oh fuck. I'm not doing it well. Yeah. So, yeah, getting back into it, you know. And I got to take that Andy technique for, with the straw and everything. <laughs> Vocal warm-ups. But yeah. I got to get back into it, man. It's like... It's, it's, it's athletic. Playing yeah, live but like this... guitar, you play a th- couple of chords, you get your finger messed up, you're like, okay, I'm ready, let's go. But yeah. like singing, it's like, oh man, like you try not to talk during the day too much before a concert. It's like different type of beverage you, dig- you got to keep away from to not, you know, fuck up your vocal cords too much before you play. 
It's crazy. Yeah, we're gonna have to like lock you in a box. <laughs> no, just like, like I'm maybe you know the day of the shows, maybe I'm gonna be a bit more quiet, you know, because I'm like I'm gonna go out back there at night and. I don't know. I think you're gonna be off. like walking around like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm a nervous <laughs> dude. I'm really nervous in life, really. So well, I'm probably gonna be stressed out, but I'm gonna be on stage, and after the first chord, I'm gonna be like. <sighs> Uh, dude yeah you're gonna be fine but yeah man. like i said you know i've been working on songs for a few years now so now being able to go out and play them oh my god that feels good and that's what i want to do right now and i hope we won't get another freaking lockdown no <laughs> and Fuck uh that. we'll be able to keep that you know add more shows to that list and have you on it if you really want to hey man be happy to but still thank you for being part of it and you know i think we share a great bond and everything and i look up to you like an older brother man and you know we've been doing great music together like recently and everything so like now well actually we i played concerts with you a bit actually but i was yeah. on the percussions and everything but yeah. like, being up front with you and oh yeah my songs it's gonna be you. bitching man it's thank gonna you. be awesome hey my pleasure i uh i really support what you do i love you i think you're great i love you too man Always. i think um I think you've got a incredible future ahead of you. Um, and I just, I, I'm really interested to see what happens. It's, it's, you know, so uh, for anybody that wants to follow you, is there, is there a Christopher com or is it, is it mo- yeah, mainly Instagram that you Instagram, kind of, Instagram? Yeah. I got, I haven't gotten into Snapchat recently too. So Snapchat, um, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, my songs are on Apple, Spotify. Yeah, if you everything. want those workout pics, these are join the Snapchat. Those workout pics. I don't got. I don't post any <laughs> workout pics anymore. <laughs> At first, when you get into it, you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah I started working out. I yeah. gotta put a couple pictures, man." But then, yeah. then you go for six it. months. It's like, <laughs> progress. Working out takes a while. It's, it's, it's process. You gotta love the process again. You know, so like, I'm not putting pictures out. But yeah, I'm all over on social media, trying my best up there. If you want to see some pretty cool content i can, can see but yeah everything i do music wise everything and also personal life stuff i get out there and um yeah again going back going to the future now it's like i'm just putting stuff out there doing what i love and i don't know what the future holds for me i'm 22 yeah but you know like i got a part-time job in the music store i love and the other main work i play music and i write my songs and i have fun don't make the big bucks yet and maybe you're never gonna get them but you know that's (laughs) not you know where i want to be in my mindset right now i'm having fun just doing it you know being like with you and everything and like you know with my band with jim my cousin who's my jim and you know my parents and you know going to this project and thinking stuff out you know that's the fun of it right now so what the future holds i don't know but it sure will be full of music because that's my life. It's everything. So That's right. Okay, people. Thank you for having me, Corey. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank my you. My first for... podcast ever. So I hope you're going to edit that kind of little parts that I stumble my words. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, is there any last things you want to say before I kill you? <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding well, i'm not gonna kill you you guys gotta you haven't told me the name of your podcast yet volume academy yeah you you guys gotta keep subscribing to that those podcasts and those episodes they're coming up 
Oh yeah, yeah. Out. I'll do. I'll I'll re-record like record. a little intro. So you guys gotta go listen to all the. Um, oh, the got you covered. The other episodes and be ready for the future ones, and also get ready for Curry Camila stuff coming out. Too oh soon. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll so be... you guys gotta keep your eyes up for that. All on Corey, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It's much easier to talk to other people than to talk about my own crap on here. But dude, uh, your stuff is amazing. Thanks, man. And it's, they're all coming out. It's on coming podcasts out. Podcasts and uh, everything. So it's coming out. Stay tuned. Stay always tu- new music. That's what I say. Always. Yeah. There's always new stuff coming out. Awesome. Okay, I think we'll end it there. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks to you, man. Thanks. So there you have it. That is the conclusion of this episode. I think this is episode three now of this series. I don't know. First guest, Christopher Bard. Uh, After speaking with Christopher, I asked him if I could have the permission to show a clip of the song that we worked on, Angel with Broken Wings. And he said yes. So I'm going to give you a little like 30-second preview of, of this track that we worked on. So enjoy and have yourselves a fantastic day, evening, morning, weekend, whatever. Take care. Be good to each other. Talk to you soon. Thanks. I'm stuck with.